if we say we want to make it easier for us to talk to people, the brand to talk to the audience, that is a brand first approach. If we say we want to make it easier for the audience to talk to us, that's an audience first approach. And it seems very simple. It seems intuitive, but it's absolutely counterintuitive to the way brands for the most part are doing business today. Welcome back to Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast from Koros. You are looking for the next step toward creating a connected customer experience. And this is the place to learn from industry peers and leaders how to build a CX strategy with human connection so that you can create customers for life. Let's get started. All right, welcome. I am Philippe Mesritz, VP of Customer Experience here at Coros, and your host for today. I'm excited to have Karen Pace on the show. She's the Director of Social Content and Marketing of Ronstadt, and someone we consider a titan of customer engagement, especially since she's been social media for 14 years. She's also an avid sit-down, stand-up paddleboarder, and I can't even keep my balance on the board, so let's just say that I'm impressed with you being able to do that. Um, Karen and I connected and during that conversation, we had this great discussion about mistakes that brands make in social. And I thought our audience might be really interested in hearing about your perspective on who comes first, audience or brand. Thank you, Philippe, for having me. I'm excited to talk about this topic today. It's a, it's a passion topic for me at the moment and for our brand. The biggest mistake I think brands overall are making right now is not being audience first or not being audience first enough. We tend to as the brand to be brand first. We want to talk about ourselves and we want people to know what we do. But in this environment, especially following last year, the requirement, the absolute need to be audience first is huge at the moment. I want to talk about what that looks like, if that's okay. If we say we want it to, we want to make it easier for us to talk to people, the brand to talk to the audience, that is a brand first approach. If we say we want to make it easier for the audience to talk to us, that's an audience first approach. And it seems very simple. It seems intuitive, but it's absolutely counterintuitive to the way brands for the most part are doing business today. And we have the opportunity to really make those connections, really drive home that brand loyalty, which I think we lost through generational approaches to social media, but also in the last uh, year with the crisis, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's literally just how do we think through what our brands can tell our audience and how do we help our audience be successful? And that focus lets you put the customer or the audience first. You were talking, we were, we, we were kind of going through the concept of voice of the brand and how do we still support that? So tell us a little bit about how Ronstadt does that, how you lead your team in that regard. Absolutely. That's a great lead in. I think about social media and my counterparts in social will totally get this, right? We are the audience liaison between the audience and the brand. We're the liaison. We bring the information back. We're the teacher of the audience, but we're also their biggest learner, right? We're teaching them at the same time. They're teaching us. And then we need to be able to translate that back to the business. And then when I think of the audience first approach, we are the protector of the audience. I know a lot of us are locked into protecting the brand. We have to stay inside of our brand guidelines. We have to stick to our voice and tone, but we really are the protector of the audience to the brand. Uh, how many times, and I 
looking at my counterparts, how many times have somebody come to you and said, we should do this. We need to get this. Let's say this. And your social media person, the angel on your shoulder says, whoa, we need to think about how this is going to affect the audience. We need to think about how they're going to receive this. And then really taking that approach and flipping it into how can we be audience first in the story we're telling in the way we interact with the audience. We had a huge, huge learning in one particular area at Ronstadt in 2020. 2020, mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> taught us all something. Right. Uh, lots of learning. learning for everybody out there. Right. For sure. <laughs> that is the truth. Uh, for Ronstadt, though, we are our voice and tone. We're Dutch originally. We're of Dutch origin and and we're polite. And our approach is really human forward. But there have been times where we haven't been human forward enough. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking out of turn to say that. I, I think my uh, th- the audience will completely understand that from our point of view where while we're human forward, we haven't always been audience forward. If I can give you an example of that in 2020, traditionally, Ronstadt US hasn't come out on one side or the other of a myriad of topics. In 2020, it was social justice. Now, from the social standpoint, my team, we have always addressed the holidays or the special months, right? Hispanic Heritage Month and Black History Month and Pride, our very first outward uh, position in support of Pride happened in 2018 and it happened on social media. We we went forward with that and now we're, it's a huge part of what we're doing. But awesome. I look at, yeah, thank you, actually, we're super proud of that. But I look at uh, 2020 and the social justice movement and the only place we were really saying externally what our position is and that we stand with you and we support you and when we believe in equality for all uh, was in social media. And we were doing it through third-party content. Well, then, of course, came uh, May of 2020 and then uh, the summer of 2020 and the, the um, Black Lives Matter movement really coming to the forefront of the audience consciousness and Ronstadt US still wasn't making an outward statement. So mm-hmm. with the horrific death of George Floyd and the movement on into June and July, we hadn't made a statement. We had okay. not come out and said, this is our position. We see our black team members. We stand with you. We support you. And it took some convincing, right? It took some convincing to say, this is an audience first approach. We need to make a statement. So we did. We made one statement. Okay. At the time, it was decided to come from the CEO and and not the company. It was powerful. It was a great statement. Um, my friends in the social space know how that works, right? You you write the versions of it and then you put it out there. But we were a little slow. And that's not, again, talking out of turn. You can see that. We were a little slow with our one statement. The Black Lives Matter movement continued. Come the July blackout day to show support for black business. We were doing that in social. We were doing Mm -hmm. that. And as we did this, as we came out and made the statement for the Black Lives Matter movement, last year in 2020 was our very first year to create a social statement about Juneteenth. We went to our business resource group, our African Heritage Business Resource Group, and we asked them. We ran the image by them. We ran the post copy by them. We asked for their feedback. They gave it to us, and it was 
powerful to see where we were missing the target here and they guided us to it. So we put out a Juneteenth statement and then we continued to support and stand with the Black Lives Matter movement through our third party content. But as that grew, as we were able to kind of take that data and take that feedback from the audience, we kept turning it back to the business and saying, this is important. This is mm-hmm. important. The statement mattered. The statement was well-received and it mattered. The Juneteenth image mattered. The blackout that we did at Rasa, it mattered. So we were really we were saying internally this matters and then our audience was saying it so we were teaching our audience they were teaching us we were Mm -hmm. the protector of the audience we were really focused on that kind of audience first approach right so as we move into 2021 and i think about the asian hate movement uh, to stop asian hate we were able to go to the business and say here's the data from last summer Here's the data about the statement. Here's the data about Juneteenth. Here's the data about the work we did in July to support the blackout, social blackout. Here's the data that's been gathering. So when we got to the Stop Asian Hate movement, we moved quick. We moved lightning fast. We were able to put out a statement. This time the statement came from the brand, from the the Ronstadt brand, and then the CEO and other members shared it. But we were able to say, this is what we believe. We stand with our AAPI teammates and friends in the U.S. and around the world. We call for a stop to Asian hate. We moved quick. It was important. Our audience responded. And then we were able, again, to support that through third-party content. Well, mm-hmm. here, we're, it's a movement now for Ronstadt. And again, I, I can hear some brands might have been in the same position we were in, right? Moving a little slower. Some brands definitely move faster than we did. But when we got to now the trial of um, the murder trial about the horrific death of George Floyd, we had a statement ready before the verdict was back. And then we adjusted that statement for the verdict and that statement went out that night and our internal team members and our, our brand, we all stood up and we said, we said that finally justice was being done. And we, it was a powerful, powerful moment for us because all of this, this entire from 2020 to 2021 had been audience focused audience-based content because we had taught our audience that we were talking about it. Then we learned from them that it was super important to them. And we were able to turn that back into the business and say data proved what we suspected all along. And it was no longer Mm -hmm. just a social thing. Uh, Again, I'm sure my counterparts out there are thinking it's a lot of times it's just us, right? But we're able to turn that back in to the business and really affect change from a social standpoint. And that's really so, so important because whether it's something like this social justice movement that's still going on, or it's about the way you write an article or the way you uh, release your mobile app, whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. all about that audience first approach. And it really is going to help you make those connections. And it's foundational, right? We've talked about this for years in content and, and social, that, that connection, but it's even more important than ever because of the way social was treated. For example, in 2020, I like to say, in 2020, we weren't competing against each other. Like the brands weren't competing against each other. We were competing against the meme, 
you could barely get your content out. But if you were going to write something funny about uh, your kids being home from school and the initial work from home uh, stresses, then you were winning. But if you weren't talking about those two things, it was it was a lot of noise and a tough, uh, tough ocean to find your wave in. So leaning into social justice for us was a huge deal and really was audience first content and focus. And now we're having these questions again. We're asking ourselves, is this next thing we want to do audience focused? Is that article, is the way we're treating our mobile app audience focused? And you, all of you know, if you turn it back into the business, the business, of course, is thinking, well, what's in it for me, right? That's a brand focus. Mm -hmm. And you've got to find some place to meet in the middle. So I'm especially passionate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can hear it. And, and I think that's, it's very true. I mean, the fact of every audience is slightly different. So you have to understand what your audience is looking for, whether it's social justice, whether it's the next mobile app that is just cool that a person wants to be able to leverage, whatever that might be, being able to understand that audience is so important and then being able to put out the content that, ha that impacts them in the way that they want to be led. Um, and I think it allows us as social owners for our brands to be able to really think about how do we tell that story? How do we understand what our audience needs from us so that we can provide that in an effective way? Yeah. And, and I think I love the way that you turn it into the brand and being able to talk about the data side of things. So I think in the same way, like how do you track performance, whether it's the social justice stuff, whether it's some other piece of Runstut's business that you want to be able to tell the story that Agreed. your audience is listening, that it is worthwhile for the brand to do. And how do you make the case? Like, right. How do you track right. performance and say, this is why my team exists and here's what we do. Not to sound too much like a commercial for Coros. However, nope. <laughs> I'm going to go right down that road. We use the Coros marketing platform, which is, you know, content storehouse, scheduling, posting, monitoring, listening, engaging, reporting the analytics and if I could hone in, not just on analytics, but labeling, the opportunity to label down to the nth degree in this platform has been key because we're able to label, you know, the type of content, the theme, the, for us, we're a complicated business. So the lines of business are operating companies. We're able to, I think of our social justice statement posts, right? Those are labeled by content type image. They're labeled by the theme, right? So not just Black Lives Matter or not just Asian, stop Asian hate, but then we add in that kind of social justice layer. So we're not, mm -hmm. we can split them out and define them by, yes, this was the Black Lives Matter movement last summer, or this was this stop Asian hate, but also all of it kind of rolls into that social justice, equality, a diversity and inclusion. That's a huge label for us. So we label our content and then we are constantly using our inbound labels for sentiment, right, for engagement, mm -hmm. so that we're able to quickly bring up, use the dashboards, create a PDF that says, here's the story in data. Here's the, the through line of our approach, the impact results, and how we can move forward. The traditional, you know, process, right? Uh, ideate, execute, report learn, ideate, and then all around again. So if you, whatever tool you use, and we're here because it's Coros, but it is the data that is going to catch the eye. It's data that's going to tell the story. And 
I can talk about the anecdotal data all day long. I love to tell this story about the power and the impact and the way we're changing and the way we're standing up and standing with the things that matter to our audience. But the Mm -hmm. minute you can put that, for example, in an Excel for those leaders, you know, we all have them who prefer to see it in Excel, but also that great uh, PDF opportunity that comes from dashboards to really be able to tell the story, the type of content, the sentiment, the theme, the uh, lines of business. We were able to show that this content resonated across each individual line of business for us. It didn't stop and it didn't waver just because it belonged to the technologies versus the manufacturing logistics. It was solid and it was solid over a longer period of time. And I think if you aren't reporting or aren't reporting or don't have the opportunity or maybe not being able to slice and dice that, you can't tell that whole story. Uh, I mean this with great respect and love. We left no openings for somebody to challenge the information Mm -hmm. because we were able to say and we were able to prove this matters to the audience and we got to keep going and we got to lean in harder. This is the place to talk about it. We actually are designing campaigns towards the end of the summer for women in technologies because that turns out to be one of our top pieces of content year over year over year, but exponentially between 2020 and 2021. So now we're able to say, we've kind of been saying this, but now we mean it. And then here's that data to prove it. It's in an Excel, it's in a PDF. It tells that whole story. There's visual examples, the, the way the PDF works. And then there's enough data to really support the split. And again, leaves no room for question. We're not adding to, or we're not bumping up the story. The story tells itself. And it's been a great way to really turn that again back into the business. My social friends know everybody wants to know the ROI. Everybody wants to know the social impact. And to tell that story and to tell that story with data, I think is key. Yeah, no, I think that's, it's a very good statement. When you think about your audience first, your brand is still the one quote unquote footing the bill. Right. So someone's still paying for all the information that you put out there and you could develop these memes and they'd be hilarious and the audience would still love it. But the brand has almost no benefit from it. So you have to be able to balance the two. And data is the way to tell that story to your finance teams, to your CFO, to your HR org, like to your business and being able to blend those two. I think that really allows you to be impactful within your own organization. Agreed. So. Based on what you've been saying, if you were going to pick one thing or what's the next step that our listeners should take, what do they, what do, what do you want to say to them to say, go do this because mm-hmm. it will make a difference in your business? So my, my advice is to do that, to pick one thing, one thing. What is it? It might not be the social justice movement for you. It might be the mobile app. It might be an article that your team is working on. If you take that piece of content, the article, the mobile app, whatever it is, the social justice movement, and you can step back and look at it, say, first of all, is this audience first? And if it's not audience first, let's figure out why, let's figure out how to adjust and start looking for ways to test. Of course, you know, we're, (laughs) we're in social and content marketing. We love testing, test it, put it out there, put it out there in a way that is a hundred percent audience first. See Mm -hmm. if that's what resonates with your audience. Use that data, make a label, Make a label that says testing audience first if you have to. Look for an opportunity to take one thing that you're doing, flip it to audience first, and then track that data again. Ideate, execute, monitor, report, and ideate again. If it's working, if it's that one thing, just try one thing. Let's not overhaul the whole system. 
right? It, we got to move in baby steps, but if you can do these baby steps and you do that one thing, grab that data and tell that story, you're going to be able to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. And that really adds validity to the work that you're doing. And mm-hmm. then also teaches the audience and protects the audience at the same time. No, that's excellent, Karen. Let's kind of take it back to the roots of marketing of do A-B testing right. and see how it matters. Yep. Um, so that's great. So before we go, Karen, where can our listeners follow you, Ron Stott, and check out your content? Great. Thank you for uh, allowing me to plug us. We're doing some amazing things on LinkedIn right now with some long-form posting. So it's LinkedIn, Ron Stott USA. We have a pride takeover on our Instagram. Again, Instagram, Ronstad USA, R-A-N-D-S-T-A-D USA. On Twitter, Ronstad USA. And then on Facebook, Ronstad US. So thank you very much for allowing me to uh, send people to take a look at our content. Absolutely. I would definitely take a, take a look at their content. Then you can find out what Ronstad means and what Karen means about audience first. So thank you for your time. Definitely learned a lot. And I'm certain our audience has, has taken away some nuggets that will help them in their business. So thank you for all to everyone for listening and until the next time on Titans of Customer Engagement. Thank you. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time. The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience from outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat and SMS to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at koros.com.